0: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can find all of our podcast content there. We, We tweet the links every day. There are plenty of places where you can find the podcast, including Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Anywhere you get podcasts, you can find the Locked on Packers podcast. And if you want to hit us up, you want to be a part of the show, you can always do that at the Locked on Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775. I want to start today because the Packers obviously didn't play yesterday. They're on their bye. We're going to start with a a recap of some of the relevant games and, and how that shapes up what's happening with this week in the Green Bay Packers season, and then I'm gonna transition in the second half of the show into a little bit of a primer for this Rams game because there's a lot of interesting uh, numbers that are out there, and I think you're gonna be maybe a little surprised at the way that I view what what will and could happen on Sunday, uh, and that's the that's the best tease I'm gonna get I'm gonna give for right. Now, let's start with what happened on Sunday, especially in the Packers division, and we can start with the Chicago Bears, who started the day in first place in the NFC North and currently sit tied for last. They lose to the Patriots 38-31 in a game. Mitch Trubisky's final numbers look much better than they rightfully should because he had a 75-yard play. Um, on the heave that nearly tied the game for the Bears. Uh, this was a game that that really they had no business being in for for most of the day in the second half at the very least. And this defense is looking more and more mortal. They get lit up by Brock Osweiler. They're, they allow 274 yards after the catch to the Dolphins last week. The defense doesn't look much better this week. And, and part of that is Kalimak is hurt, but the Patriots also lose Sony Michelle in this game. Rob Gronkowski doesn't play, and they still can't stop the Patriots. Now, the Patriots have one of the three or four best offenses in football. That's for sure, but the Dolphins don't. They have Brock Osweiler, and Green Bay has already lit up this Bears defense once this year, and that was when Aaron Rodgers was playing on one leg and probably hopped up on about 300 cc's of painkillers. That is just, uh, uh, all of that is to say, uh, if this defense is going to carry the Bears to a playoff berth, it has to play better. And they get the Jets this week. That is a legitimate defense. They didn't play terrific ball today, but they can give Mitch Trubisky some problems. They can create some turnovers. And Sam Darnold is a high variance player. The Jets had their they had their opportunities in this game against the Vikings that they ultimately lose uh in what the score makes look like was a more impressive win than it really was. This was a 10-7 game at halftime, and it, it was it was within a score for most of the day. And it got a little out of hand late. But this was not a 20-point impressive performance by the Vikings, really. Uh, It was a a meltdown by the Jets. Now, that can happen again, and they're going to be on the road taking on Chicago this week. But the Vikings, who are 4-2-1, a game uh, ahead of the Packers, and in first place in the division, they are taking on the Saints this week, who are coming off, I would say, a rather unimpressive Win against the Ravens, a, a game in which you know they needed Justin Tucker to do something he had literally never done before, and that is miss an extra point. But they still went on the road and beat the Ravens, which is really hard to do. Um, it was not an impressive way that they did it, but it was impressive that they did it. So they're, they're certainly, uh, I, I would say, along with the Rams, the clear cream of the crop in the NFC because the, the Lions won two, they're three and three now and, and looking better than we thought they might after what happened to them with the Jets in week one, though that loss could come back to haunt them. But looking around the NFC at teams that, that Green Bay could be competing against for playoff spots, assuming that you still think Green Bay can do that, the Panthers beat the Eagles. They're now four and two. The Eagles fall to three and four. More losses than they had all of last season. And with Washington beating the Cowboys, they're now in first, they, well, they stay in first in the NFC East. And it now looks like Green Bay uh, may have lost to a, a future playoff team in that game on the road against Washington uh, in a game that, that really you know hinged on two or three different plays. Randall Cobb has that terrible game and, and, and gives Washington a ton of breaks. Over the course of that day, it was a weird, wonky sort of outcome, but the NFC is not going to run away from Green Bay, even if they lose this week and next week. It's it's going to be there. That would still be, let's say you think the Eagles are a playoff team. I think most people think they they are at least playoff caliber. They have four losses. If Green Bay win, or loses this week and next week, they have four losses. And that's assuming the Eagles do nothing because they could lose again. So that's that's a team they they are already out in front of in the NFC playoff picture. They don't play the Panthers, but the Panthers play in a very difficult division. We, we saw uh, the Saints win. We saw the Falcons are going to play tonight. And we saw Tampa Bay win on Sunday. So there's going to be a lot of jockeying for position in the NFC South. There could be you know, a lot of knocking each other off and that brings the bar for the playoffs down. It is looking more and more like the NFC East is going to only get one team. I think the NFC West is only going to get one team. And so that means Green Bay is is fighting in the NFC South with Carolina, maybe with Seattle, which is why that game at Seattle in a month is going to be so huge. And... The teams in their division. And they play all three once more. Now being one, one, and one against those teams is not ideal, but it's better than being 0-3. You'd obviously much rather be two and one. But at Chicago is looking like a more winnable game than than maybe it did two or three weeks ago. I think at Minnesota, they're they're playing well offensively, but the defense is still very inconsistent. And the Lions, you know, I don't know what to make of them at this point. Matthew Stafford, I mean, they score 32 points, and Matthew Stafford didn't even play particularly well. It was mostly on Johnson. And so what they look like moving forward, you know, I really don't know. Are they a 9-win team, a 10-win team? We'll see. Uh, I, to me, they're too inconsistent to, to be that, but they already beat the Patriots. They already beat the Packers. They beat a, at least a solid Dolphins team, a Dolphins team that just beat the Bears. So Green Bay is, is going to have some games the rest of the way against playoff teams that will give them an opportunity to say, hey, we are here and we are trying to, to win the conference again. I mean, th- this team still believes that that's what it's capable of doing. And I don't think that we should give up hope yet on that belief. Although I will admit, during the 49ers game, I said, look, this team just isn't very good. And I understand that the the 49ers' performance and the ultimate win shouldn't really change that perception that much, especially given what we saw the Rams do to the 49ers on Sunday. But... It's not about what you've done. It's about what you will do. It's about what you can do. And Green Bay can still play a lot better than it has. They should rightfully be 4-2. And, and if they were 4-2 going on the road as 8.5-point underdogs to Los Angeles, I don't know that they would be 8.5-point underdogs had had the, the roughing the, pen, the passer penalty not been so egregiously called, and the Packers had won that game the way that they should have. If they don't have to play the rest of that game and the overtime in that heat, maybe the the Washington game has a different outcome. Maybe it doesn't. We found out Washington is a pretty solid team. But Green Bay, as inconsistent as they have been defensively, has shown flashes. They're getting healthier. Bashad Breeland should be making his debut relatively soon. Jair Alexander should be back this week. Kevin King should be a week healthier. And those are all very important players for this defense, getting Jair Alexander back, especially for a week like this, with Brandon Cooks on the field. We don't know if Cooper Cup is going to be able to play after spraining his MCL last week. So that is one important weapon down. Green Bay is going to have to stop the run better than they have because this is the best running offense in football with Todd Gurley. But those are all, those are all things that, that we knew coming in. We knew this was going to be a tough game all along. It's why losing some of the games that they've lost already hurts them a little bit more and why the tie hurts them a little bit more, because these were not games you expect to win. And we, we have to remember that when we're looking at this game in context. Green Bay was not expecting at the beginning of the season, or at least Packer fans should not have been expecting to win this game or next week. And if they lose, the expected outcome happens. Now, it's going to be about how they look. Do they get embarrassed? Do they continue making mental mistakes? Do they continue having penalties? Those are the kinds of things that they have to wipe away. And Mike McCarthy has historically been very good with extra time to prepare with, with the bye week. Now, he wasn't last year, but that was with Brett Huntley. This is with Aaron Rodgers. And he should be getting his his weapons back. These rookies have developed something. The receivers have, and, and Jimmy Graham is fully integrated into this offense now against a team that, that has some issues at linebacker, against a team that struggles to stop the run, against a team that is frankly not as good as The players on their defense suggest they should be. We're going to get to that in just a second. But before we do, I want to tell you about my bookie. Longtime sponsor of Locked On Packers. And we thank them for that. And my picks have been getting a little bit better. Uh, Packers are eight and a half point underdogs this week. The biggest underdog Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his career. If that number holds. Never been a bigger dog than eight points. And if you like that number and maybe you'll like it a little bit more after the case I lay out in the next segment, you should bet it at my bookie. Remember, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on, which is why I constantly tell you about my bookie. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have live in-game betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. But MyBookie is so slammed with new betters and wants to give everyone the best customer service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. Join now at MyBookie and they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000 plus if you wait until after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON25. That's LOCKEDON25 to get $25 free dollars when you deposit after 7 p.m., plus that dollar for dollar deposit bonus up to $1,000. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So I got this message on the Locked On Packers fan hotline from Thomas in Independence, Kentucky, who has sent in questions to the show before. And he pointed out that the teams offensively and defensively are actually statistically very similar. Total offense, Rams are number one. Packers are number two. Total defense, Rams are 14th. Packers are 11th, passing. Green Bay is second. Rams are fourth. Now rushing, Rams are first, and the Packers are 16th. But let's go to defense. Green Bay is 22nd in DVOA, defense-adjusted value over average. That is schedule-adjusting for opponents. If you're unfamiliar with Football Outsiders, get familiar. Green Bay, 22nd in DVOA, 15th against the pass, 28th against the run. The Rams, 17th in DVOA, 14th against the pass, just a spot better, and 26th against the run, just two spots better. The Rams have the best run offense in the league by DVOA. Green Bay has the fourth best run offense in the league. The Rams have the best offense. Green Bay has the seventh best offense. These are both teams that are led by by their offenses, despite the fact that Green Bays has not been scoring as consistently as the Rams. And for all the players with big names and and big contracts in Los Angeles, Marcus Peters, Aqib Talib, In Sue, Aaron Donald who might just be the best defensive player in football, might just be the best player full stop from a talent standpoint, at least non-quarterback in football. And yet, the Rams gave up a ton of yards and a ton of points to Minnesota. They didn't play particularly well for three quarters against Oakland. The Seahawks were able to score points against them with a bad offensive line and very few skill position players worth worrying about. And you look at Green Bay, one of the reasons why they're not scoring, despite the fact that their yardage totals are so impressive, is that red zone offense. Well, Los Angeles is 21st in points allowed per red zone trip. They're not a great red zone defense. Now, part of the reason is they've got bad linebackers. They've got issues at safety. And they can be run on. So despite the fact that Aaron Donald and can sue are very good players and very good pass rushers and very disruptive, you can get to this team on the edges, you can run downhill on them, and you can take advantage of them in the middle of the field because of those linebackers. Let's say Aaron Rodgers goes out and this offense hits its potential and they put up you know 450, 500 yards, which they've done consistently over the last few weeks but they actually convert in the red zone and they put up 35-40 points. Can they can they win this game with the defense playing the way it has this year? That is, I think, the biggest question right now that a lot of Packer fans have. The answer is absolutely yes. Because the Rams' defense is overrated. It's, it is just flat out overrated based on what we've seen this season. Could they have a breakout game this Sunday? Absolutely but based on what we've seen this season and and even at times i mean they got very lucky that the the 49ers had some very bad turnovers because they moved the ball at times especially in the first half that game was was actually pretty close much like the the Vikings 49ers game it looked like the rams were going to run away with it the 49ers were getting some stops early and ultimately the game got away from them, but the 49er team that came to Lambeau last week was not the team we saw on Sunday. Part of that is opponent, but the other part is teams just don't play. There's there, Untalented teams are high-variance teams in most cases. So they could play great one week and, and not so great the next, and that was what we saw. San Francisco played a really good game last week. Green Bay did not, and they still won. So you win a game where you had plenty of mistakes and plenty of things to correct going into a bye week, that is, that is sort of an ideal position. Anytime you win and don't play well, that is really good for your team because it means not only can you win with your B or C game, but it means you have room to grow. And that's what this team has on both sides of the ball. When they've had all their guys healthy, this defense has been solid. It's been solid. They, they fell apart a little bit late against Minnesota. But again, eight of those points never should have been scored. They got the play that they needed. In fact, two plays because Clay Matthews got the pressure that created that interception that got called back against Minnesota. Those, those two games, when they had their dudes, they played really well. And in the second half against Washington, they played awesome. This is a high-variance defense. If they get a half, from this defense like they've gotten from from them in games past and Green Bay gets even just 90% of what this peak offense could be, they can win because the, the Rams aren't going to score 40 in the first half. So even with as high variance as this defense has been, if the offense for Green Bay plays well in the red zone against a below average red zone defense and a below average defense overall, at least statistically speaking, not based on talent, but based on statistics. They're, They're big in turnovers and sacks. And if they're getting them, their defense is good. But play to play, they're not as good. So if the Packers can avoid turnovers and they can be the red zone team they were last year, Or in 2016, the team that we've seen them be with Aaron Rodgers. And he is the greatest red zone QB ever when healthy. And and the expectation is he's the healthiest he's going to be basically since the first half of week one in this game on Sunday. The hope was to take the knee brace off entirely. Now, whether or not that happens remains to be seen. But that that is what Green Bay is shooting for here. And that is what they can achieve. That is the blueprint. I think they're going to have to run the ball effectively. They're going to have to get out to a good start. And what you want to do is you you need to put the pressure on the Rams. You have to start fast. I think if Green Bay wins the toss, they should receive. I know that the, the statistically speaking, the numbers say defer because it, it often can create an extra possession for you but green bay you, you better have a scripted series of plays that you are really confident in with the extra week to prepare take the ball go score and make the rams play a game that they don't want to play because they're they are the most balanced offense in the league they run the ball as much as any other team they're really good at it and you want to have you want them to feel like they have to throw it and if they can do that if green bay can do that they can be in this game early, they can make the Rams play unbalanced, and that's not how they want to play. And the Vikings on Thursday night, now that was that was a tough game because you have to go on the road, you're going two time zones to play on a short week. They gave the Rams everything they wanted in that game early and, and some turnovers in the second half doomed the Vikings ultimately, and we, we found out that defense isn't really that good. But and for the record, Green Bay has a better passing defense statistically than Minnesota does, Green Bay can go win a shootout. They can. They have Aaron Rodgers. If this offense plays to its potential, they can win any game they play, and that includes this week as eight-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Los Angeles Rams. I got a, a Twitter DM from a listener in, in Denmark with a picture of him wearing his low-kai bracelet If he can have Packer swag all the way in Denmark, what are you waiting for? If you haven't heard the name before, you're probably a new listener because I've told you about it already. Loci is an amazing company because it's not just about your team spirit. The Loci bracelet holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on earth. And it's a daily reminder to keep balance in your life between the highs and the lows, something most sports fans desperately need. That reminder is crucial, especially after that tough Game 7 loss by the Brewers. There's a lot of fans in Wisconsin that need a reminder about balance. And since Loci, our friends of the show, they're offering an exclusive discount, 25% off the game day collection bracelets, just for us when you use the promo code PACKERS25. Go to loci.com and use the promo code PACKERS25 to take advantage of this amazing deal. All right, big week for the Packers with the Rams, National TV, America's Game of the Week on Sunday. So we're going to have a big week on the podcast as well. Expert Tuesday tomorrow, crossover Wednesday, scouting report on Thursday, and then we'll have our injury report show and wrap up with your questions on Friday. That is how we do it. That is how we always do it here on Locked on Packers. We are here every day for you. We continue to be one of the top-rated shows on the Locked On Podcast Network, one of the top NFL shows, and our audience has been growing. Thank you all so much for gutting through what has been a roller coaster season for the Green Bay Packers, but there is so much more to be done, so many more games to be played, and there's a lot of season left. A lot can still be decided. There is still a run that this team can make. And we'll see if they're capable of doing it. It starts this week. They don't need to win. A win would be great. They just need to show well. They need to create some positive momentum. They need to prove to themselves and to the league that they are contenders. Because if they aren't, some big changes need to be coming. This is a huge week for Mike McCarthy. I think it's a big week for Aaron Rodgers just from a confidence standpoint to get this team back on track that's what they need and it's a, it's really the biggest game so far for Mike Patton who is going to have to try and find a way to get stops against the best most dangerous most consistent offense in football all apologies to the Kansas City Chiefs who looked outrageously good last night I just think this Rams offense which is a little less talented overall uh Schematically is just better, but it's very close. It does one of the best. All right, if we want to quibble, and and we don't. Remember, you can always follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Leave a subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Anywhere you can do that. Let us know how you're liking the show in that comment section with the five-star review preferably and anytime you want to get in touch with the show you can do that on the locked on packers fan hotline that's 920-341-3775 to let me know how you are staying locked on packers